Get your head in the game. And welcome, everyone, to the debut episode of Ball Up Top's Basketball Philosophy. Since this is episode number one, I figured, like, I kind of felt the need to talk about what this is and what this isn't. This isn't a debate show, even though sometimes I'll have other people on. This is not meant to go head-to-head. You're not going to get... Oh, who's greater between Jordan and LeBron James? Like, you're not going to get that here. What this is, is an ideal show. It's explaining how things have changed in the league. It's explaining what criteria exist. It's kind of just explaining how the whole thing works. From, we'll have different topics, I should say. Like, we'll have things that'll talk about actual gameplay actual positions and why certain positions do certain tasks. We'll have conversations about rule changes. We'll have conversations about criteria of greatness. But the point being is this is more about basketball as a league and how it works and less about opinions of who's better. We might go into things like why certain players work better in certain eras but not so much of, oh, I think Steph Curry is the greatest point guard because of X, Y, Z. Or I think Magic Johnson is the greatest point guard because of X, Y, Z. It'll be more of the lines of, here's why Steph Curry is great in the era he is in, and how would that translate in another era? But that's also not our topic for tonight. I figure the most prevalent topic to start this show is the most recent rule change where the NBA decided to basically forego the ticky-tack fouls. So first we should probably get into the rule itself. The rule is implemented to remove the non-basketball moves. Um, in, to take an article from The Athletic, actually written by by Sham. NBA officials, excuse me, NBA officiating staffs will be trained to identify the proper rule of overt non-basketball actions to initiate contact with the defender, such as an offensive player launching into a defender, abruptly veering off path, kicking leg at an abnormal angle, or his off-arm hooking defenders. If deemed more than marginal, an offensive player's contact impacts the defender's speed, quickness, balance, and rhythm. The play results in an offensive foul. A, non, a no call should result if the contact is deemed marginal. So what does that mean? Well, in the broad scope, what it means is defenders are going to be allowed to defend a little more. But I'll get more into that. The short term, what it means is there's going to be more contact and there's going to be less foul calls. And that's going to hurt certain players. Guys like Trey Young have been brought up, James Harden, Luca, Steph, like all those guys have been brought up. And we're going to talk about each one of those guys individually. 
But I want to actually look at the averages. So 2021 season, the average team averaged 112.1 points per game, which was actually was the highest since 1971, which was 112.4. So it was the highest in 50 years. I want people to think about that when they think about this rule change. Like, the league was scoring at the highest rate it had in 50 years. Now, some people would argue that, well, there, we have more skilled scorers. And, we, and that's a good argument. But the flip side of that argument means you would also have more skilled defenders. So 112 is quite a bit. Then you look at what the drop has been. The drop is down to 107.3. So we've dropped almost five points since the rule change. Shooting percentages have gone down from 46.6 to 44.9. Three-point percentages have gone down from 367 to 344. Like overall, you can see the, the actual initial contact. But to be fair, the NBA also changed basketballs this year, which you know could be a direct result of the shooting percentages. Because the new Wilson ball doesn't feel like the old Spalding ball. And unlike the past when the league has gone to changing the ball a little bit to sit there and see what they can do, like this is this is a brand new company, brand new brand. So I'm not sure how much of a change that's really going to be. So now I want to look at like individual scoring. In 2019-2020, there was three guys averaging over 30 points a game, eight guys averaging over 27 points a game, and 12 guys averaging over 25. In 2021, 2020-2021, we had two 30-point scores, which was down by one. Eight 27-point scores, which is equal, and 15 25-point scores. But here in 2021-2022, we have zero guys currently averaging over 30. We only have three guys averaging over 27, which is down from eight the last two years. And only 10 guys averaging over 25, which is down five from the previous year and two from two years ago. Like I said, some of this could be attributed to the ball. But also some of this is is the free throw shooting. I was looking at guy and guys' individual stats. And as I said, we're going to go more in depth about individual, some individual players later. Trey Young goes from 8.7 to 5.7. Luca drops from 7.6. Well, 7.1 to 5.7. Steph drops from 6.3 to 4.7. And James Harden drops from 7.3 to 6.8. But that's that's part of that season with the Nets where James Harden was a number two scorer. If you look at his last year with the Rockets, he actually dropped five free throws a game from 11.8 to 6.8. So the rule has made a difference. But what what is the rule meant to do? 
Well, if you look back, it's not so much about the free throws being shot per game. The game itself is less physical now, so the amount of free throws should actually be less. And it actually is, considering if you look throughout league history when the league was more physical. But what's also happened is what they want is they want to get rid of what I'm going to call garbage. And I'm not saying that those players who did these things were garbage. I'm saying these plays are garbage. They weren't really meant... We're going to call it honest intent. This this rule was made to create honest intent, meaning if you have the ball and you're trying to score and, and you get fouled, that's one thing. But when you have the ball and you're trying to get fouled and you may happen to score, that's a different. That's a whole different thing. Your goals are totally different. The honest, This rule was made to create honest intent. It means play with some honesty because an, a defensive player is always going to be at an offensive player's mercy. Always. The offensive player has the ball. He knows where he's going. He knows what he's going to do. He knows what the other, what he's capable of. The point being is the defensive player is in a constant state of reaction. So what, what before the rule change, what was happening is, the offensive player was taking liberties at to how much of a reaction a defensive player had to make. And yes, they were drawing fouls. And yes, they were going to the free throw line. But, and I know, let me put this, and I know there's some fans who really dislike that. But my experience has been the fans that don't like the rule change are fans of particular players that it affected the most. Where fans that do like the rule change are, are just don't, they don't want to watch free throw contests they don't want to see a guy jump to the side jump into somebody get the foul and then shoot the shot i remember what what i feel like this trend first started was back with prime kobe cuz kobe used to do this thing where the defender would reach in when he had had to be in the three-point stance, and Kobe would go straight into a jump shot and draw a foul. But the part of that is, is Kobe was still Kobe's intent was always to hit the shot. If he got the call or didn't get the call, his intent was to hit the shot. So what happened was this thing here grew. Players like James Harden said, you know. I can draw, I can make sure that they hit, they bump me first. And at the very least, I'm going to the free throw line. And it got to the point where his goal at times, and even now still, were to go to the free throw line rather than make the shot. That's why I come into the, the phrase honest intent. I can't tell you how many times this season, and Harden's gotten better about it as the season has gone on, where James Harden feels contact, tosses the ball up, the referees don't call, and he just stands there with with his hands out. Jason Tatum is bad about that, too. Not getting back on defense, whining, basically, about not getting a foul call. Harden's an amazing player, and I, I do believe he's going to figure out this new style. 
But the new question is going to be is, James Harden was given credit for being one of the greatest scorers in history. Now, to me, and this is going to be a conversation for another show, but I'm going to touch into it. When you start talking about the greatest to do things or in the group of the greatest, it says no matter what era, this guy would be just as effective as he is now. And James Harden doesn't appear to be nearly as effective as he was. So I have a question whether he would have been this guy who averaged 35 plus points a game if he didn't just if they didn't just give him the ball and say, go do what you want to do, and then we're gonna call fouls. Now, is that saying Harden's not getting fouled? No. But is it affecting his shot? And that's where the referees have to examine the rule. I think that Harden's the poster child of this, and sometimes there may be some fouls that he should get that he's not getting. But there's far more fouls that they're not calling that shouldn't be called. And it, these, these are the growing pains of the rule. So... I bring up James Harden, like I said, as the poster child of this rule because he's dropped five free throws a game and he has struggled. And he's not been the past player he's been in the past. Now, in part, he's also a number two option now. So I don't want to dismiss that. But his shooting percentage, like it's relatively what it usually is. It's just not like... A guy like Harden, who doesn't offer you much on defense, if he's going to stop and whine about it, is going to cost you. It's going to cost you poor possessions, and ultimately might cost you a game. Um, let's talk about Luca for a second. Luca, for the last two years, everyone's going to say, "Oh, this is his MVP year." Matt, he struggled. He's not been as good as he's been in the past few years. It's not like, it's not like he's all of a sudden not developed a skill set or that he's like falling behind. It's that he's not getting calls that he was getting last year. His shoot, and because of that, because of the contact, his shooting percentage has fallen almost three points. His three point percentage has fallen almost four points. It's free throws if you've even fallen five points. Part of now the free throws are the interesting thing because league wide the free throw percentage has also fallen, which makes me think that the ball is is playing is attributing to the fact that the percentage is down and also maybe to the points being down a little bit, but not to the free throws themselves going down. Steph Curry. Steph Curry out of this group is the only one to, who seems to have adjusted his game to still work. Because it's not like the game has just all of a sudden changed. All it says is when you go to the hole, when you go to try and score, try to score. If you get fouled, great. But if you don't, or if it's incidental, play through. 
And Steph has actually adapted. Like, even though his free throw went down a point and a half, and his scoring is down from 32 last year to the 28s this year, he's still playing the same style. He's not broken. I should say his game has not broken. It just continues like, okay, he focuses more on everything else. But he was never, never a volume free throw shooter to begin with. Which brings us to Trey Young. And I kind of saved Trey for last because people often compare him to Steph, even though other than shooting outside shots, their game is not really similar at all. And I mean, I'm talking about the deep shots because Trey doesn't have the percentages to equal Steph. But Trey Young, he's I feel like he's gotten hit the hardest with this. 8.7 attempts to 5.7. For a guy who's almost a 90% free throw shooter. That's essentially three points a game. You take the percentage, we'll say 2.7. Like that's still that's a good amount of points, especially in close games. Now, his scoring average has actually went up this year a little bit from last year. But that's mainly because he's shooting more shots. Trey Young is that guy who was jumping back into people. Like, as much as people blame Harden for this rule change, Trey Young was kind of blatant with it. So I look at this where he actually may be the actual, the, he, he might actually be the guy who should be the poster child. So the rule itself, what it is, is offensive players, for the long time, as we mentioned earlier, makes the defensive be reactive. And you would see a lot of hooking. Offensive players are notorious, and I don't mean like recently, like this has been going on for decades, for using their off-arm to move defenders out of the way. But if a defensive player uses his arms, then it's a foul. All this rule has done is even the playing field. And as much as some of the some of the fans, meaning fans of specific players, don't like it, I can promise. Much as and let me rephrase this also, as much as those certain players don't like it, I can promise you, the league as a whole likes it. It makes the games more competitive. It makes the possessions more competitive. The guys playing defense don't feel like everything is going to be called on them. Coaches like it. The referees like it because now there's so many less calls they have to make. And the less calls you have to make, the more likely you're not going to screw it up. Now, this is NBA officiating, so there's going to be some screw-ups. But the point is, is if it's if it's a ticky-tack foul and you don't have to call it, now you're not being put in a position. It also keeps the referees from imposing their will on the game as much where we would all agree, like nobody comes there to watch the referee blow his whistle. So the less you're having him blow his whistle, the more free-flowing the game becomes. Overall, I love the rule change. I absolutely love it. I think this has been the hardest era to be a great defender. And I think it does a disservice 
to basketball when you don't have guys who can be great defenders. Because as like as great as guys like Kawhi has been and Paul George have been, they could even be better. Guys like James Harden, who's who have routinely been bad on defense, can actually move up to being marginal because they can use their bodies the same way the offensive player uses their bodies. It's going to be interesting to see how the season goes on. I expect the scoring points to and the percentages to go up. So at the end, it might be a marginal difference. And I expect them to go up number one because, as we talked about earlier with the ball, they'll get more, more used to the ball. And once guys stop pouting and start playing through things instead of looking for the bailout, they're going to take better shots. They're going to take stronger shots and smarter shots. So overall, like the numbers that we have today, or I don't believe will reflect the numbers we have at the end of the season. Like I said, we're averaging 107.3. I wouldn't be surprised if we climb another two points. I wouldn't be surprised if the, the shooting percentage goes up a point and the three-point percentage goes up a point. Like none of those things would surprise me. It won't surprise me if somebody if if someone gets on a run like Curry or Durant and they end up averaging 30 points a game. Overall, though, it's it is better basketball. Basketball is not the contact sport that football and hockey are, but it's still a contact sport. You still have guys bumping into each other, elbows here and there, blocking out. You just try to control how much of that is there. And let's let's go and we'll go back, you know, go back to the early 2000s when they changed completely, really got off the hand checking and forearm checking. Like that was done specifically to increase the scoring in the league. No matter what anyone tries to tell you, the only reason that was done was to speed up the game, to give the game more possessions, and to increase scoring because scoring brings in the fans. The reason this rule change has been made is because even though all the points and stuff went up, the, there are times in which the games are not fun to watch. Nobody wants to watch a free throw contest. And so this was done, even though it's going to bring down the scoring to a degree, just to add more fluidity to the game and make them more competitive. Cause the, uh, the last point I want to get to is the competitive point. James Harden is a magnificent ball handler. He's a really good scorer. He's been prolific throughout his career. I'm not going to debate any of those things. But when his motivation is no longer to hit the shots he's shooting, but only to draw fouls, nobody really wants to see that. Defenders don't want to defend that. And it's they don't it's not that they don't want to defend it because they're afraid of James Harden. They don't want to defend it because it like that's not it's not that's not that doesn't allow them to play defense. But overall, I would love to hear you guys' thoughts about the rule change, about where you think it's going to go. 
do you think that the rule changes enough? Because there have been those people who think that needs to be even looser. Do you, I would love, love, love to hear your guys' thoughts. If you want to contact us, you can go to our social media pages. Um, we are we have Facebook, but we're not really active on Facebook. The ones we're active on the most are uh, Twitter and Instagram. Usually Instagram has a couple funny things, fun things up here and there. But so our Instagram is the at ball up top podcast. That's at B-A-L-L-U-P-T-O-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. And our, our Insta, excuse me, our Twitter handle is at ball up pop pod. That's B-A-L-U-P-T-O-P-P-O-D. I really would like to hear you guys' feedback on this. This the rule changing. Like, it's okay if you disagree with me. I encourage it. I want to know, do you think it's better? Do you think it's worse? Do you think they need to do more? Do you think they need to do less? Where do you think the league is going? This is, but this is Mike, your host for Ball Up Top Basketball Philosophy. See you next Tuesday. Get your head in the game.